Let's go in-depth on Hawkeye sports with the Des Moines Register. It's time for Hawk Central, powered by G. Miggs 5th Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Huge thanks to George Migliero, our buddy down at G. Miggs. Uh, great stuff that he does. We'll be looking forward to broadcasting live there again coming up this fall. Right now, it's Hawk Central. we got a full hour of Hawkeye conversation teed up for you. Chad Lysico, back in studio, man. I didn't realize it had been almost a month since we'd seen you. Yeah, uh, just I, I had to cut it. Sh- we got, I might have to cut it short because I got to get home for the ESPYs, though. Yeah, I bet I'm you so do. Excited uh huh. Yeah, we all are. We're on <laughs> pins and needles. <laughs> Mark Emmert, you filled out your ballot, right? You, uh, I think you go online. You do a fantasy ESPY league, don't you? <laughs> don't tell anybody, but yeah, I do do that. Yeah. A lot of money riding <laughs> on this year, buddy. Well, uh, I'll be watching the dirt derby. To be honest. The dirt derby, oh, the El- the race at Eldora, oh, yeah. the trucks race at Eldora. Ooh, that'll be fun. I'm, much more. That's actually what I'm doing. Later. Much more exciting. <laughs> that's for sure. You guys, you should be packing your bags here next week. Big Ten Media Days. Yeah. Okay. We're leaving Sunday yeah. morning, right, Mark? Yeah. We're up bright and early. <laughs> what? Am I going? You asked. Yeah. Remember how we do this? We usually wait till Saturday afternoon to decide if I'm going to head down to Chicago or not. So oh, okay. I'll probably okay. find well, uh, probably find that out here over the weekend if I'm supposed to be in Chicago. Well, that's when you know. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> what sh- what should we be anticipating, Chad? Is I I, I was kind of disappointed with Big Twelve Media Days. Quite frankly, I've been disappointed with Media Days because I don't feel like the the news doesn't build up enough for us to really have an explosion of news on Media Days anymore. What should we expect next week? Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but, you know, I, I always find it very, very valuable for me. I know some people, you know, think it's diminished a little bit, and I don't know, you know, the student athletes, for example, that Iowa is bringing. Um, not a lot of great stories to tell there beyond probably one of them. Um, the three guys that are coming are Nate Stanley, Parker Hesse, and Matt Nelson. Um, you know, I. Would have been more exciting, I think, to bring like a Noah Fant mm-hmm. or um, maybe even an Amani Hooker or Anthony Nelson, a guy that you know has, is maybe Iowa's best defensive player. When you player. say there's one one really interesting story there, is it Nelson? I Stanley. Okay, I mean, he's okay. a junior, um, already a team captain. Um, here's a guy that a year ago at this time we were like, is he going to be the quarterback? Or is it Uyghurs? Or I don't know. Or uh, will it go into the season? And and now he's you know going to Big Ten Media Day is only the second junior to do so. Um, accompanying jo- or you know Josie Jewell was yep. the first. Um, Good company. So and and Stanley is uh, Mark and I were talking about this yesterday actually in our pre Big Ten meeting. Uh, we do we are pretty organized. Um, you know Stanley's pretty quiet. So and he's going to be at a table for an hour with reporters and. Um, that's a long, it'll be a long hour. <laughs> and Mark had a, I know Mark had a He's conversation too, with though. Nate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that, Mark. Cause you had a conversation yeah. with Nate by yourself last week. I him for, uh, 40 minutes last week. And I actually just talked to his dad and his high school coach today. Uh, his dad is great. Um, but yeah, he, he's always been a really quiet kid. I mean, that's, that's not new. He went to a private school up to eighth grade. And I think he said his eighth grade class was four kids. <laughs> So he hasn't had to do a lot of talking in his life. Uh, doesn't mean he's, I mean, he's, he's not rude. He's just you know a little withdrawn. But the, the, the sit-down I had with him, he was actually much more open than, than we've had him before. I think, I think it helped being kind of one-on-one. It was more of a conversation than, than an interview, uh, which uh, I think was good. But also I think he's also realizing, you know, that second year as a starting quarterback, he's got to kind of step up a little bit more in terms of what he provides to the media and, and being maybe a little bit more outgoing and, and speaking out a little bit more, so I think he's ready to kind of take on a bigger role that way too. So, but he's 
very, very comfortable with this offense now. Even his dad was saying, too, that just having another year with Ken O'Keefe has really done wonders for, for Nate, he can tell, and that uh, I think they're all expecting really, really big things for him. Obviously, he had a pretty good year last year with 26 touchdowns, but I think he can be a lot better this year now that he's got you know one more year of experience under his belt. So, Mitch uh, Whitmire. big story in Sunday's paper about him, so okay. uh, mm-hmm. look for that, please. Mitch Whitmire is hanging out in studio with us. Mitch is a big Hawkeye fan. Mitch, if there was one guy that you would have liked to see at Big Ten Media Days, so that Mark and Chad could have had their way with him, who would it have been? Probably Hooker, like Chad <laughs> yeah. said. Probably would have gone with him. Yeah. They, but maybe maybe you can uh, crack open Nate Stanley a little bit more, peel back some of those layers. Four kids. I had At East High in my gym class, I think we had about 400. Yeah, I know. Around that. Crazy. I can't even imagine that. No, that's crazy. That is nuts. <laughs> anyway, so that's that. There's a little bit of preview next Wednesday. These guys will be back. Uh, Chad will be in studio with us again. We'll be able to mm-hmm. give you a great review of everything that happened. I'm sure Harbaugh is going to drop some sort of bomb. Maybe Urban Meyer does something fun. You got PJ Fleck who talks about a million miles an hour. So. He yeah. can say a lot in his little time up there. PJ can get a lot of words in. Yeah. Maybe something happens there. So um, one of the things that, I mean, I think news-wise you asked about what we get out of this. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff going on with Iowa football in the offseason. We just don't get a ton of access. I know Mark had player interviews a few weeks ago, but um, you know, beyond the, the guys, the, the coaches we get on our show, that's probably the most information that anyone really gets uh, in the offseason from the program. And I mean, I think – a big a big question mark is how do they expect to handle the defensive backfield um, now that the Manny Rugamba news is official, you know that he's gone. That's a guy off your two deep, a guy with eleven career starts, and now you have five career starts left on the roster in Matt Hankins and Michael Ojemudia. Chad, um, how do you handle that defensive backfield? There's a lot of new faces back there. Almost almost ironic that you you don't even have a call screener in front of you that you thought that would be the thing that Hawkeye fans would be most interested in. Our dude Anthony has called into Hawk Central. Anthony, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Ross? What's your question for Chad Lystico? Well, my question is for you. Uh, what are your concerns about who's going to replace uh, that Joshua Jackson and that uh, mm-hmm. oh, I got where's that number five jersey that just left that just came? Yeah, Rugamba. Rugamba. Yep. Yeah, Anthony. Thanks for the phone call, bud. We always love hearing from you. First question: How are you going to replace Josh Jackson? And now Rugamba's gone. I think that you hit it on the head, Chad. It's defensive backfield. Yeah, and uh, I think one thing we've learned over the last I don't know how many years now um, is is Phil Parker is pretty good at developing guys quickly, and he's not afraid to throw guys back there. Uh, so I'm really curious to see just to kind of pick Kirk Ferentz's brain this week because we get more than an hour with him. Um, you know. What about Trey Creamer? What about Josh Turner? These are guys that redshirted last year with a lot of talent from down south, Georgia and Florida, respectively. And then you've got this slew of incoming freshmen that they've only seen in workouts so far. DJ Johnson, uh, Julius Brents, two of the more highly acclaimed guys in this entire class hmm. from Indianapolis, both coming in as, as defensive backs and um, had a lot of really good offers. Um, and then a, a guy from Pennsylvania named Terry Roberts, he could be in the mix too. And these are true freshmen. We've seen true freshmen contribute the last right. several years. Rugamba was one of them. Josh Jackson was one. Well, he redshirted, but, oh, he he was, but, okay. Uh, okay. but he was out there as a freshman. And then, of course, last year, Hankins. Yep. I mean, and he's probably <laughs> the number one corner, I guess. If But if yep. Mark wants to jinx him as the number one like he did Rugamba. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are your thoughts, Mark? I will hear you talk about that uh, because they actually have more career starts coming into this year at cornerback than they did last year. Going into last year, they only had, what, Jackson started once. That's right. And Rugamba had started, what, two or three, three. Games, maybe? Yeah, so, I think three. 
I mean, uh, you're right about Phil Parker. He finds a way to develop these guys. I think uh, maybe I'm going to jinx Hankins, but I think he could be really good. Um, and that was just kind of. I think the bigger question is Ojemudi. Yeah, yeah. He had a rough game. He had a rough game against Michigan State, and yeah. kind yeah. of a rough time yeah. against Purdue too. I mean, he's he's certainly he's got to prove himself. Um, yep. Uh, the one thing I did write this week when I came back um, about this Regamba thing, and um, we mentioned Hooker, I think that uh, there's so many safeties right now, I wouldn't be surprised to yeah. see him in a nickelback role mm-hmm. and passing downs, yeah. and then you slide in one of those safeties like a Snyder or Gervas, that whoever's not starting, or even a right. Stone. Or Gino Stone, yep. yeah. Because uh, you're going to need at least three corners and probably four um, to survive, and so obviously a bunch of these guys are going to play. While we're talking defensive backs, Doug wants to weigh in on this. Doug, thanks for giving us a call here on Hawk Central. How are you? Good. Hey, I, comment is that I think the um, the better the D-line looks, the less likely you are to worry about the D-back. If they can put some pressure on that quarterback, stop the run without having to put a lot, do a lot of blitzing, the linebackers look good, they're going to make the rest of the backfield look really good. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good point, Doug, absolutely. Yeah, and that'll be a big question. How good is this defensive line? That's another. Speaking of Mark Emmert jinxes, we'll turn it to you, Mark. You've re- we were joking in our, our Big Ten meeting the other day that you've written the last two years the defensive line could be pretty good. It's been kind of so-so in my opinion. I'm going to write it again. Too. I'm just going to warn everybody. I'm writing it one more time. This is the third straight year. I'm going to write about how much uh, potential there is in this defensive line, but. I think with Anthony Nelson. But this year you mean it, Mark. Third this time's year, a charm, baby. This year, yeah. Eventually, it's going to be true. <laughs> I listen. I think you can make a really solid case here, Mark, and it, I think you you, you could have made a really solid case the last couple of years. I don't think you were off base yeah. in either one of those. But right. now you've got a good mix on that front line. You've got some really experienced mm-hmm. guys that now are in what thirty starts in that front line. Oh, yeah. We'll get up there. You've got a young potential superstar and AJ Epinesa that hopefully we'll see a breakout. Right. And if you add that into that mix of, of all that talent and experience down there, I think you've got a, a good good recipe for success here. And one yeah. of the guys that isn't... And don't forget Anthony Nelson either. Yeah, yeah. right, right. He's really, really good. Yeah, he's probably the best defensive player. And then mm-hmm. the, one of the guys that's in Chicago, Matt Nelson, I think I've been guilty of forgetting about him. Uh, yeah. If if he's healthy, I mean, your defensive line and if Epinesa's a yeah. You know, if you count Hesse's in there too, obviously, yeah. as a 34 yeah. game starter. But if you count Epinesa in there, that's a six five two seventy seven guy in one end. You got Anthony Nelson at six seven two seventy five on the other. You got six eight two ninety five Matt Nelson and six five two ninety five Lattimore in the middle. I mean, it's a pretty sizable, that's a, that's uh, effective a big... defensive line to start with. Uh, you're gonna have other pieces in there, but still. I do like it. Yeah. I'm with you, Mark. I They'll think... get to the quarterback, I think. And I think the bigger question is going to be the rush defense, but I think yes. they will get to the quarterback. Yep. Yeah. If we get some time here before the, the show runs out, I'd love to know what you guys are thinking about your preseason polls. I know that the, you guys aren't required to do that through Big Ten or anything like that or don't submit that, but I'd just love to know what you both are thinking about that. When we get back, we will touch on some Hawkeye Hoops stuff. Matt Bain will join us, and we will uh, kind of put a bow on the DJ Carton conversation. Chad wasn't here last week as we kind of talked about uh, we'll just kind of see what Chad feels like he missed out on. Does he have any opinions about Cordell Pemsel? Does he have any other opinions about Manny Ragumba? DJ Carton, I know Chad has some opinions on. We'll get those next on Hawk Central here on 1460 KXNO. 
Everything you need to know about the Hawkeyes. It's Hawk Central with the Des Moines Register, powered by G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Welcome back to Hawk Central here on 1460 KXNO. We're about 15 minutes away from hooking up with uh, recruiting coordinator, assistant defensive line coach Kelvin Bell. He's usually one of our fun interviews we have during the offseason here. Chad and Mark are preparing themselves for Big Ten Media Days. Kind of in preparation for that, Chad. Is that why you put together your your polls, or is this just a preseason thing? Yeah, the uh, the Cleveland.com. The, the Big Ten doesn't do a formal poll, but right. Cleveland.com, um, which covers Ohio State, they do kind of a media poll of their own since the Big Ten doesn't do it anymore. And so Mark and I both participated in that. So I've been working actually this week. I do this anyway for the register, but on my uh, divisional previews, that'll come out next week. Um, so we did have to submit our picks. It was I did a lot of research on it. Well, I'm not surprised <laughs> at all by that. You say that like I'm kind guys. of conflicted. Lystico actually doing work over there. <laughs> Mark, let's start with you, buddy. I don't think there should be too many surprises here. I'm expecting most writers to have – we'll start, obviously, with the Hawkeyes in the West. I assume most writers have Wisconsin as number one. Is that what you had? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Chad and I were talking about this uh, yesterday. This is, he'd be curious to see if anybody – does not have Wisconsin as yeah. number one in the West. But, uh, yeah, I think they're, I mean, they're really loaded on offense in particular. That just looks like a really, really tough team to beat. So I, I do have them number one. All right, so, Chad, you have Wisconsin there also. Do you both have Iowa as your number two team in the West? Well, I, I did labor, but I do have Wisconsin on the West. But I do have Iowa number two okay. at this point. You got them as a close two then? Close two. I think it, I do think it, for my Game by game, it does come down to that game at Kinnick. Hmm. Um, the first game of the yeah Big first Ten game of Big Ten season. Yeah. Isn't that unbelievable? And I just, yeah, I, I agree. That's and uh, at this point, I just I I don't see I, the matchup. I just don't think behooves Iowa that well I, until I see them be a, a, a dominant rush defense of of some kind. And I don't know if they have that. I think that's going to be a tough. I think that's what's going to hold them back against Wisconsin. But that said, yeah, it would not shock me. I mean, I I think Iowa is, to me, the clear two in the West, and I agree. I and whereas if you look at the betting odds, it's clustered <laughs> between five teams right now between Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, Purdue, and Northwestern, all for that number two spot. So I think, but I, to me, as I look at it, I do feel like Iowa's a clear two. I don't know how you I, I, did. You have two Iowa two, Mark? Actually, no. But uh, one thing I'll say about that. Wisconsin game, I, I would feel. I think I'd feel better about Iowa's chances if it was later in the season um, mm. to get them right out of the gate. There, uh, they won't. They won't have been. They will not have been tested by that point in the season yet. I don't think. Not not not, not the way Wisconsin's going to test them. But uh, I think an upset would be more likely if it was like a, a November game or like, you know when they got Ohio yeah. State last year. But uh, to me, there's three teams battling for that second spot: uh, Northwestern, Iowa, and, and Purdue. And I, yeah. I I would throw Nebraska and Minnesota out of there. And uh, and I, I put Northwestern too. Actually, I think I just have a feeling about them this year. They're they're always a thorn in Iowa's side, as you know. I think they got something going there under Fitzgerald, but it's, it's, you know that game is going to be at Kinnick, so that's another big one for Iowa. That I think they really have to win to to hold serve there and stay in second yeah. place in the West. I agree, that's a huge game. But Iowa does get them at home. I think the revenge factor, yeah, um, yeah, will be big for Iowa there. Mitch, I like I like what these guys are saying a lot more than what Vegas is saying. I don't see how Nebraska. Is in. I know that Vegas, that's not any indication. I mean, they're protecting their own assets and all those sorts of stuff happening with those lines. I was shocked to see that Nebraska, who has a very difficult schedule, was a Vegas favorite to, to be a Same second place. Same as team. Iowa. It's crazy. Yeah, they're both plus a thousand. I, I'm kind of with Chad that 
Like I, I have Wisconsin, and I'm just looking going by the odds minus two forty Wisconsin. I don't think Iowa should be as far back as plus a thousand. That seems a bit drastic. I, for me. I, and then even more I see it crazy, a lot closer, like what Chad does. Yeah, yeah. And even more crazy is to see Nebraska with the same odds as of right now as Iowa to win the Big Ten West. And yeah. I side with Mark that if it's to me, if it's any team that's going to be right there for that second spot with the Hawkeyes, I would lean towards Northwestern more mm-hmm. than Purdue personally. But I'd I'd go with Northwestern certainly not. Purdue's taking some it's big that, steps up, man. It's that, that this... Scott Frost effect though yeah. that's got Nebraska All right, around. Let's there. go out east, Mark. What uh, again? I think there's some safe assumptions that can be done here. <laughs> Most of the country thinks Ohio State out there in the east. Do you fall in line? Yeah, I did. I I, I had Penn State there last year. Saw that. And I actually still think they were the better team last year than Ohio State, but. Without Barkley, I got to go put Ohio State back up there. I mean, the only question there probably is that quarterback, but they've always got a good quarterback, so I'm sure uh, Dwayne Haskins will be just fine. What do you have? Uh, run run that through the East behind Ohio State for me. I did, I did put Penn State second, and then I put Michigan State third ahead of Michigan. I'm yeah. still not wow. Harbaugh there, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna put them fourth until he proves that he can win beat, beat a good team, which he hasn't done yet. Chad, you don't uh. like that. I've got I've got a surprise. I've got Michigan winning it. You have Michigan winning the East? Yep. I do. Did you last year too or the year before? The year before. Yeah. Year before. Yeah, yeah. And they almost did. They should have. It was a bad spot. Chad, I saw on the <laughs> Columbus that cost them. <laughs> I saw on the, the what what one of those websites that does the coaches hot seats. Harbaugh's like number six on the coaches hot seat. The, they their defense is loaded. Their defense is yeah. absolutely loaded. They brought in that um, Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson, I think, yeah. is is the difference maker. I mean, if you look at even last year's team, to me, and I'm not uh, I'm not a <laughs> Michigan fan by any means, but if you look at uh, uh, really the big thing holding them back last year was quarterback yeah. play, um, and you know a, a minus five turnover ratio against Michigan State in a monsoon. Um, you know, this is a if if Shea Patterson, um, this is a guy that. You know, has has good SEC numbers, potential first round draft pick after this year. If Harbaugh's got a quarterback and the the rock solid defense, and not, don't forget Karan Higdon at running back, um, hmm. the receivers a little older, most of the offensive lines back. I I think that uh, they're still going to have to go into Columbus and win, but Columbus, you know, Ohio State, uh, you know, Ohio State has a tough schedule too. Maybe yeah. I hate Michigan more than I, I thought. Maybe. Anyway, I got Michigan. Uh, I got them both finishing eight and one with uh, with Michigan winning the tiebreaker. But I do have Wisconsin uh, catching Michigan in the title game because Wisconsin. It's it's time for Wisconsin to get over the hump there. I'd be all right with that. I, I guess. Agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I just you you kind of put a sour taste in my mouth there with thinking about Michigan yeah. having a good fall. Uh, whatever. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. The DJ Carton stuff. We have some finalization here to to kind of shift gears into hoops real quick because we will have Kelvin Bell here in maybe five, ten minutes. Um, we weren't surprised to hear the DJ, DJ Carton news. Matt Bain had done a really good job of kind of keeping us in the loop about where he thought the Hawks' chances were, which were always slim. Mm-hmm. Chad, what were your thoughts on DJ Carton headed to Ohio State? Uh, yeah, that happened while I was gone, um, and I had my phone off for a whole week. That's a really oh, good wonderful experience, yeah. by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss Twitter at all, believe it or not. No offense to any of you. I do, wow. I do believe you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think this is a, I think this hurts Iowa basketball a lot. I mean, I, I don't think I realistically expected them to get him. I thought maybe it was 20%, but I mean, this is exactly, I mean, if you're going to get a program changing type of guy at the position you need and he lives an hour away from you and he's friends with Joe Wieskamp and Patrick McCaffrey and, um, 
it just tells me, and I wrote this in my article when I came back, is, man, 4-14. Four and 14, What a killer that season was for recruiting momentum. Um, really, the only commitment Iowa has in the class of 2019 is Patrick McCaffrey. Um, and that's, I mean, it's great commitment, but they're still looking for two more spots there. Um, and I, I just think this is the, that's the type of guy they needed to elevate this program to the next level. Ohio State in the Big Ten was six and ten two years ago, so it it shows how. I mean, Iowa had momentum until yeah. last season. I think if Iowa had a good season last season, way their chances for Carton go way up, way up. Now, I think they've got to prove something this year, because just think about the class behind them, that 2020 class. Bohannon's gone. Pemsel's gone. Cook's gone either way. Uh, you know the other guys too in there. Creener. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be replacing Moss. Wow, you you're gonna be replacing yeah. five or six guys in that class. And if you don't have any recruiting momentum, you don't have now. You don't have Carton. I didn't expect it anyway, but I'm saying you don't have that. You got to get up. You got to hit a home run there somehow. So that means this season is really Chad, important. That's, I had sorry to. to pour rain on it <laughs> right but you know I, i'm such an optimistic fan anyway so i can see the sunshine through the clouds so they need uh we were gonna have matt Bain on today um kind of ran out of time here with uh some stuff with the football stuff but uh, but well i want they gotta hit, they gotta hit something here in these coming weeks this is a big period for recruiting i'm really glad i asked you about carton that's that's a really good take chad it's similar to what i was talking to you about Ross on Fanatics today Chad and, and Mark I, I was saying if I if Iowa wasn't in the conversation and it's not like they were the head over heels favorite but if they weren't a part of the conversation at all it wouldn't sting nearly as much at least to me and if he went to a blue blood had he gone to UNC Duke or Duke Kansas. or Kansas yeah. it wouldn't sting as much to me it's that he went to Ohio State you know, another Big Ten team that Iowa has to see at least probably twice a year it's that he he went to a team that they're gonna have to go up against the other intangibles of course that he has friends that um, will be on the team, future teams this upcoming season, and then the season after. I, I don't think it's like panic time for Iowa, but it's a huge miss. Mm. And it's not as though he was teasing the Hawkeyes. It's just they were in the final five, but not the final three. They were part of the conversation for a while. It's a Bettendorf kid. Then now he's shooting his final three where it wasn't a Kansas or a UNC or a Duke. It was Ohio State, Michigan, and Indiana, which yeah. to me just it makes the, the dagger kind of sting that much more. Mark, I haven't heard your thoughts on that. I haven't even discussed this with you. So what are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, that's a great point uh, just right there from a fan's perspective that, yeah, you lose a kid. You know, Ohio State is not a basketball power, really. Right. It's not, it's not a Big Ten team that you would think you're on the same level with. Even uh, Indiana and Michigan, right. they're not what they what they once were. Yeah. Well, Michigan. Well, I mean, I would yeah, say Michigan that's is true. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that, I think that, that does probably make it uh, – Hurt a little bit more, and then of course they don't. They didn't get a point guard at all. They didn't get their backup point guard. The kids Minnesota went to Stanford, right? Yep. Um, so now you wonder what the plan is there at all. And now I think they're trying to kind of spin it. But they really didn't need a point guard in this class, but I think most fans can see through that. They they absolutely yeah. would have loved to get one of those kids, I'm sure. And uh, people would feel a lot better about the future. I think uh, Chad's right. This year is really really pivotal uh, for this program. Uh, honestly, I mean, that's why it's so huge that, that Tyler Cook came back. I mean, I think he gives them yeah. a chance to at least be competitive in the right. I think without him, boy, I don't know what that would have looked like. So uh, I'm hoping to talk to Luca Garza here later this week. I want to get his thoughts, too. I know that those guys are working hard, and they're, and they're, they're, they got a bit of a chip on their shoulder. When I talk to those guys this year, there's a little bit of an edge to it. They should. They, they should, yeah, Mark. They better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Because they are a lot of really nice kids, and they're still nice kids. It's not like they're 
you know, being mean or anything, but uh, you can tell <laughs> it that uh, last year really weighed on them, and they, they feel like they've got a lot to prove. Um, so now we've got to find out if they can prove it. Chad, you touched on this briefly. How much do you think the year Ohio State just had factored into this? The fact that oh, they yeah. have show, they just showed a revived program in the post-Thad Mata era. To me, that had to be a, a, a decent part of this convincing DJ Carton. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why I say the four and fourteen by Iowa was just yeah. um, a dagger yeah. in itself. I mean, they've they've got a really good coach. Yeah, yeah the Holman's a good coach. He's um, really good. Yeah, yeah, no I question about it. Want to play for him? Yep. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that had everything to do with it. I mean, not everything, but a lot of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Iowa needs some. Like I said, Iowa needs some recruiting momentum, and it starts with having a good season this year because. Uh, it's great that they got Wieskamp Wies and Patrick McCaffrey, very, very good recruits. Right. But you still need to you need to build something around them. Those were those were I don't want to those weren't lucky gets by any means. They worked hard to get Wieskamp, but I mean, um, you know when the <laughs> coaches get your son, yeah, I mean, right, wasn't a tough sell. When we get so. back, we'll we'll chat recruiting, but it'll be on the football side. Recruiting coordinator and assistant defensive line Kelvin Bell supposed to hook up with us. That's how we will wrap up uh, Hawk Central here on 1460 KXNO. Everything you need to know about the Hawkeyes, it's Hawk Central with the Des Moines Register, powered by G-Migs Fifth Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Huge thanks to G-Migs for stepping up and sponsoring Hawk Central each and every Wednesday here on 1460 KXNO. We love George, the work he does. Can't wait for the fair. You can get yourself the uh, the Iowa State Fair wrap at the G-Migs tent that's in the, the new little circle on the south side of the Varied Industries building. And uh, big, really excited to have G-Migs as a part of our program here. The big thing that Chad's able to do during the offseason here for football is hook us up with different coaches throughout this uh, the coaching staff. Today we hook up with uh, with a new guy, Chad. Introduce us to Kelvin Bell. Kelvin Bell, he's the 12th, 12th of 12, so he, he's our anchor leg here. <laughs> Coach, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank Sa- you very much. Save the best for last, right, Coach? Something like that? I'm not not going to brag. <laughs> <laughs> not going to brag, but there's a reason we had you last. All right, so let's start with the the important stuff, man. What's your what's your greatest latest antiquing find around Iowa? Oh my goodness! Who told you? Because uh, Al told you about that. We got our sources, Coach. We get it. We got our sources. I answer the question now. What's your best uh, antiquing find? <laughs> you know, I I got a helmet, uh, and it wasn't really a find. It was a gift. Uh, a helmet from the from the 1920s, uh, leather uh, for Christmas. And it's, it's just like a T cross. If you imagine the top of your head, it's uh, two leather straps, one going north, the other one going east and west, with a chin strap. Uh, kind of cool. I got it. I, I have it on a little small head in my office at home. Okay, so we got the intel that the antiquing intel. But I actually asked Ross before we went on the air, Coach. I mean, I'm. Can you explain antiquing? Because I don't know what that means. What is what is what does that entail? And it it sounds like your wife Natalie is uh, kind of the ringleader here on this. Yeah, yeah, she's she uh, you know she's from Northeast Iowa, uh, up by Fredericksburg, and the you know her her mom and her sister they're big into they're they're, they're big into antiquing. It's really just uh, finding. I mean, it's, it's kind of like picking. They're they're, they're mm. pickers. They like to go to garage sales and. And antique shops and buy things that people don't know are quite, you know, they're quite expensive. People don't know it. They like to buy it, collect, they collect some of it and move the rest. So, 
So do, it's, a pretty good hobby. it's a pretty good hobby for her. Do you have something that you go in, you you leave the house in search of? Like, you know, is it is it <laughs> old wooden tools? Is it sports artifacts? You know, it depends. It okay. really depends. At one point in time, she was big into duck decoys. <laughs> See, there's always something, Chad. <laughs> you got to get the specifics. You know, uh, you know but it just, it, it depends. Sometimes it's pottery, like Weller or Shawnee pottery. She's big into that stuff. Uh, you know, but it just depends. And then there's bigger items like cupboards and tables and stuff that are that are antique that she likes to collect as well. So. That, that's a devoted husband that he's learned the names of the pottery that his life, wife well likes done, to collect. Man. Good job out of you, Coach. Hey, man, it's, it's, all, it's all about sales, right? You, <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got another product. You're in your third year as recruiting coordinator. What has been the biggest change in those first three years, Coach? <clears throat> um, Really, I, I think the biggest change... Uh, you know, the NCAA is constantly, you know, proposing new rules, changing rules, things of that nature. So just, just keeping up with, keeping up with what they allow us to do and then trying to adapt that so that it fits what we want to do at Iowa. I think that's probably, that's probably the tricky part. And that's that's my son Titus in the back. You, and go try. I, I promise it. you. I don't think listeners could hear it. We just barely heard a little squeak there. You let him squeak away, man. That's totally fine. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. We've all been there. Yes. At least, uh, it, yeah. But yeah, just keeping up, keeping up with the ever-changing rules. And then, like I said, you know, every you know, each every program is different across the country, and you try to you try to adhere to those rules. Um, you know, so it best benefits what you're trying to do as a program. And every every program is different. So, Coach, uh, recruiting specifically, uh, a guy that's kind of uh, jumped onto campus here recently I wanted to ask about, uh, and I hope I pronounce it correctly, is Makai Sargent out of uh, Iowa Western. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, originally from Key West, Florida. I can't imagine many Hawkeyes have come from Key West, Florida. <laughs> Most go there. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, can you just tell? Can you give us a background of of how his recruitment came about? It kind of caught us, you know, by surprise a little bit, and uh, and how he shot up your board, and how yeah, you and, and how you sold him on Iowa winners, coach. Maybe that's the. Oh, well, you know the the Iowa winners part was easy, because and uh, because you know obviously he's at Iowa Western, he's yeah. over in Council Bluffs, uh, and he spent two years there, so he's used to, mm-hmm. you know, he's used to that that part of it. That 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 wasn't a hard sell, but. You know, how we really got on our radar was, uh, you know, Davion Nixon. Um, mm. We went to, well, I went to the game. They, they play this graphic edge bowl at the end of the year with the junior colleges. Uh, and Iowa Western played Northwest Mississippi Community College, which is near and dear to me. That's where my mom went to college, Northwest oh, Mississippi yeah. Community College. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and I traveled up to that game to see, because I, I had some friends that are on the coaching staff at Northwest Mississippi. So I was going to check out Nixon. And and keep my eye on, on on other players too. And I had heard about Sergeant. Uh, you know, he led the junior college uh, in in NCJ CCA. He led that in rushing, 144 yards a game. So I had, I had heard about the kid, but never seen him play. And he tore he tore Northwest up. I mean, he tore him up. He rushed rushed for 144 yards on the button that game. And I walked away like, you know, he is. Uh, I said this this kid's just tough to tackle. You know, he's just a he's just a productive back. He didn't lose yards. I, you know, I saw him catch a couple of screen balls uh, out of the backfield. Um, so, you know, it's just something that I stored away. I didn't know if we were going to go on a running back at all. But if so, uh, here's a kid that close uh, that that we might be able to steal. Is he so, an is he an instant contributor coach to the team? 
Um, you know, I think I think you know with with, with what we have coming back, and you know, and that's you know, Torin and 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 Ivory, both those guys are are, are really really good back, really really good back. I'm going to do well here, but there's just uh, you know with with graduating Lashawn two years ago, graduating Akram, there's just not a lot of carries in the backfield. So you you have a guy who's competed, um, you know, at one of the top junior colleges in the country. He's competed there, um, led it led, led led that league in rushing, led the, the country in rushing. I I would think that uh, he'd be in the mix uh, sooner sooner than later. Mark, we'll turn it over to you a little bit. I know you've got some questions about some uh, some quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Kelvin, we saw that uh, you got uh, quarterbacks in each of the 2019 and 2020 classes just recently. Uh, how, how, how good do you feel about the quarterback group right now? Um, well, you know, really, the, the group as a whole, I mean, you really got to start at the top with, 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 with Nate Stanley. That's the one who, that's the most important guy. Uh, you know, coming off a really good year last year, really good year last year, um, he, he kind of, he, he spearheads the group. Um you know, in, in terms of you know the guys that are behind them, there's there's some capable guys behind them. I, I I don't you know so much. I don't think about the guys that are on campus right now. Uh, you know, Peyton Mandel, uh, he's he's a tough kid, and I know he's tough because he ran the scout offense last year, and we 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 tried our best to uh, we tried our best to educate him on college football every day. Uh, you know, as a as a as a defensive line, so I, I know that kid's tough as nails, and and the young kid uh, that enrolled early, Spencer, he can really he can really spin it. Um, but you know, I don't want to talk a lot about those guys because they I mean they haven't played yet. Nate's the guy uh, in terms of the group, and and you know, with him at the top, we feel really good about those guys calling signals. So, looking at commitments for 2019, right now, 14 commitments in that class of 2019. How many more do you expect to add to that class, Coach? Are there any positions right now that you're looking at as high priorities? Um, high high priority, I would think. Um, and, and the number, I don't know. It could, it could fluctuate. You know, the past, my last two, my last one of my third year recruiting coordinator, we've taken anywhere from twenty to twenty three. So, do you so, start, Coach? Do you start the process with a number in mind, or is that is that a secondary? Y'all, you start you start with a number in mind, and the, the first number, the easiest number to start with, is who's jogging out there on senior day. That's where you yeah. start. Those are, those are the first guys. That those are the hard numbers. You know that you're going to replace, and then you know there's attrition and there's transferring and things that go on that you have to build in for. But that hard number that you start with is who's running out there on senior day. That's the first okay. thing you look at. Um, but the uh, going back to the you know how many that we're going to take. Like I said, I don't know. It could. We've we've averaged twenty, you know, and, and that would be safe to say. Um, but the uh, in terms of need, you know, I would think tight end would be a position yeah. that we want to look at. Um, again, uh, I think a defensive end certainly this, that that I work with that that we want to look at. Um, you know, and then you but you never never want to turn down a difference making player just because you've got that position filled you know if a guy's a difference maker if a guy can come in and help us then you'll take him coach this is not our script so and ross knows i don't like to go off script <laughs> this is gonna here we go coach I'm buckle very, up yeah. <laughs> but i had talked to you a couple of years ago about the recruitment of brandon smith in mississippi just how fascinating a story that was but i'm also a netflix subscriber and i've watched last chance you and i haven't seen you on any of the clips down there would you ever no, you won't 
<laughs> would you ever will I ever see you on Netflix? Well, no, you won't. At that school. I, I, I try to stay. I mean, I'm not saying you won't ever catch me down in Scuba, Mississippi. Yeah. I, I can't say that. But I know for this, for certain you're not going to catch me on camera. I like I like to avoid the camera. I just the camera. Uh, we'll have to you, get you the... might. You might. You know, I'll be there, but you won't. There won't be any evidence. Okay. So uh, you never know. Okay. But, but a, a serious question I did want to ask you about was kind of the Iowa's uh, entry into the Indianapolis market. Obviously – you know, we've seen that that's been kind of a fruitful thing, and you've gotten a lot of of credit for that. Um, I'm going to list a few guys that you've you've racked up in there: uh, Julius Brands, DJ Johnson, Tyrone Tracy. With this new group, uh, another guy you can't talk about yet, Justin Britt in the class of 2019. But I just wanted to ask how that uh, Indianapolis entry came about, and um, do you feel like you're making good enough headway now where where this could be a pipeline? Um. You know, the, that was that was. You know, I have no ties to Indianapolis. All, all I can say about Indy, the coaches are really organized. Um, it's a it, it's a sports town. Um, the guys are familiar with the Big Ten. Um, you know, there's there, there's a lot of draws in terms of uh, there, there, there's a lot of draws for those kids here. It's not that far of a drive. Um, the, the coaches they really respect Coach Ferentz. They respect Iowa football. Um, and and then the the other thing, there's there's good football players there. Mm-hmm. Some off the basketball court, there's some really good football players in in not just in Indianapolis but in the state of Indiana. Uh, but you know, I'm not going to take all the credit for the recruitment because really how recruitment works, you know, I, I'm just I'm just the first layer. I'm the icebreaker. I'm the guy that goes in there. You know, in case of Julius Brent or DJ Johnson, like if 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 Phil Parker isn't sold on. I have a hard sell to make to get huh. those kids to come to Iowa. Same way with Tyrone Tracy. If Kelton Copeland isn't sold on the kid, then I have a really hard job to get that kid to come to Iowa. You know, I got to give a lot of credit to our assistant coaches that stepped in there and assist me in delivering the message. Um, you know, selling Iowa. Uh, it just it makes my job easier um, when those kids, both from an athletic standpoint and from a character standpoint, fit what we're trying to do. Because it makes it really easy for the position coach to recruit that kid. Coach, I've heard recruiting referred to as the Wild West. Is that fair? At, at times, yes. <laughs> especially, especially, uh, especially during the during the contact period, it's it's the Wild West. Let me ask a you this: we, we hear a lot about like negative recruiting. What's the biggest knock that you have to deal with against Iowa? Um. Well, there's there's a couple that I hear. Um, this is from just from kids saying that they've heard other coaches use it. One obviously is you know how long is Coach Ferentz going to be here? Uh, you know, going into year twenty, you know, a lot of schools are trying to use that. Uh, I mean, it's it's a fact. I mean, he's been he's been here twenty years. Uh, but you know, the how we combat that is you know, what it is. It's, it's twenty years of foundation. That's what it is. You know, that's 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 been twenty years of foundation that's been fortified. And we are ready, able, and willing to build on that twenty years. Um, there's not a, there's not a lot of programs in the country that that have that type of uh, that have that type of foundation. So that that's a benefit to us. I mean, we know exactly what we're looking for. We things have been tested, tested, tried and true, and there's no experiments here. So uh, that's one thing that's a benefit for us when they try to say, "Hey, well, how long is he going to be there?" Uh, he's he's going he's going to be here because we don't we don't plan on slowing this thing down. You said and, there were uh, more than one. Yeah, 
But the, the other one is, uh, you know, it's Iowa. Well, what what, what is there to do there? <laughs> Uh, what's the you know what what is there to do there? And, and I can say this is uh, there's a lot of college towns in the Big Ten that are a lot like Iowa City. And once you get out, once you get outside of those college towns, you ne- just pick a college town in the Big Ten. Once you get outside that college town, there ain't a whole lot to do. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I tell kids, hey, just just come check it out, you know, because this this coach can say this and that about Iowa, but I guarantee you, if a job opening came open. He'd be beating down the door to get open. Yeah, right, that's a good way to put it. Chad, you want to get in? I know you had some Twitter questions. We got about eight minutes left here. Do you do you want to get into the yeah, Twitter sure. questions? Okay. Yeah, this is. A, I think this is a good one because it's from Twitter, and actually, I've, I've incorporated some of those already, um, Calvin. But uh, this this one's kind of a, a good one, I think. In today's uh, growing social media world, how often does Iowa's no tweeting policy impact anyone? Has it impacted anyone you've ever recruited, and does it have an impact? No, no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have an impact. These kids, I actually enjoy. Um, you know, when kids show up, when they get ready to show up to campus, you see that farewell tweet yeah. they send out. <laughs> that gets kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of funny to me. Um, you know, the kids can look at Twitter all they, you know, they just can't. They just, uh, and we explain that we're upfront with it when we're recruiting them. We let them know, it, and it's part of something that makes us unique. And our our. There's no one going through Twitter withdrawal. Mm-hmm. I don't get anyone coming to the office saying, "Hey, coach, I really need to get. I really got to. You know, we don't get that." How is coaching for Kirk Ferentz different than playing for Kirk Ferentz? That I think that question came from my book because <laughs> I, I saw that last night. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it, it's not really the, the best thing about Coach Ferentz is he's he's fair and he's consistent. And so as a player, that's, that's all you can ask for. As a coach, it's going to give you a chance. Um, it's going to give you a chance who's going to be fair, who's going to be more than fair. And, but you know what you're going to get from the guy every single day. And I think, you know, as an employee, that's all you want from your boss, right? It's the guy to give you a chance and not have a different face when you come in the next day. You know, you don't know which face you're going to get. Every single day, I know what I'm going to get from Kirk Ferentz, and I appreciate that, both as a player and, 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 a, and an employee. <laughs> that's a talkative little baby, Coach. That yeah, sounds yeah, happy. <laughs> that's great, man. He's her dad talk long enough. He's like, my turn, man. Let me have that phone. Mark, did you have any questions for Coach here? I know we're kind of wrapping up here. Yeah, I, I want to talk about AJ Epinesa. Uh, what kind of improvement do you think we can expect from him uh, now that he's been in the strength program for a full year for AJ this year? Um, you know, in terms of strength conditioning, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what you'll see different. I mean, the, AJ came in here as a full grown man. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what else you're going to see different. But but uh, other than you know, for us, um, you know, obviously his knowledge of the defense, um is a lot is a lot better than it was when he was here as a freshman. Um and and I, I talk to him constantly about earning the right earning the right to rush the quarterback. Hmm. And how do you hmm. earn the right to rush the quarterback? You gotta be good on first and second down. So, you know, we you know, his improvement as a first and second down player, that's what I'm that's what I'm the most excited to see this year. Because if you improve as a first and second down player uh, that that that'll make you just that much more prepared and that much more better on third down. Because last year he was a third down guy for us, yeah. and we we want to we we, we want to expand on that. You know he's he's got a great skill set. 
and he's and he's too good of a player just to be on third down. Great assessment of Epinesa. Coach, our, we were talking earlier. Our perception is that this defensive line is maybe one of the team's strongest position groups. Are we off base? Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to say we're strong on talent. I will say we're strong on leadership. Now, you talk about guys like, you know, Matt Nelson, Parker Hesse, Sam Brink, you know, Anthony Nelson. These guys, you're talking about some of the best leaders on the team. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to, my cup's not running over with talking about dripping talent, but the leadership and, and the, and the way that they, the way that the guys on the team follow these guys, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I mean, we got, we got, we've got the right guys up front that we trust and will do what we ask them to do. And yeah, Anthony Nelson's a guy, you know, I think uh, it might be Iowa's best defensive player. I mean, I, I think he is um, at this yeah. point. Um, is is this the type of year you think with between Nelson and Epinesa, maybe Hesse, maybe Golston, some other guys in there, that uh, sack totals can maybe take a jump? I was I was looking at the totals the last four years. You're at 29, 28, 30, and 27, so we're remarkably consistent. Um, might yeah. we see a jump this year? Um, You know what? Like like I said, going, I'm going back to I'm going back to AJ again. Mm. The statement I told him: if we're better on first and second down, then mm. we'll have a chance there. We'll have a chance for those sack numbers to go up on third down. It's hard to get sacks on third and three. That's a great point, Coach. Thanks so much for giving us time this afternoon. I, we really appreciate it. Loved having your son in the background. That was a yeah. great addition. <laughs> Titus was yeah. an all star. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Good luck tracking down those antiques, Coach. You let us know about your latest finds, all right? Oh, I will. Oh, we, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he knows about like this huge antiquing thing that happens in Walnut, Iowa. We probably should have told. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, you're all aware of it, Coach. I should have <laughs> oh, known, that's, man. That's, uh, that's Father's Day weekend. <laughs> Come on, there, the Walnut yeah. Show. <laughs> so instead of the, watching the U.S. Open final round, you're at, uh, you're at Walnut, Iowa. Yeah, we're at Walnut, <laughs> Clear Lake. Oh, there's, nice. there's the Mount Vernon show, and we're all over the place. Love it. <laughs> Coach, thanks so much for the time, man. This is one of my favorites. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Bye. That's Coach Kelvin Bell. That was fun, Chad. That's a, that's a fun interview, man. Yeah. What what jumped out at you there? Yeah, you could cover so much ground with him. I think what jumped out at me was the Epinesa stuff. I yeah, mean, me too. Just, just the fact that and that and that's getting in you know past the recruiting, but, you know, they want him to be good on first and second down. If he can be good on first and second down, wow. I mean, that could be – and I like what he said about earning the right to Great. rush the pass that's around. really down. good yeah. stuff. Because that's right, because Iowa's rush defense wasn't as good as it should have been last year, and that's why you, you didn't you didn't get to see as many sacks. I mean, a um, lot of third and shorts. You know, you don't run, you don't blitz the the quarterback on third and third short. and three. It's hard yeah. to get a quarterback sack yeah. on third and three. Yeah, Mark, what jumped out to you with the uh, the Bell interview? Uh, the priority for 2019 is tight end. Yes. Oh yeah. It yeah. tells me that they know Noah Fant will not be here at 2019. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that's probably a safe assumption as long as he has a decent yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the more they get, the better. I, I like it. So sure, bring them all in. And I would think that at that point, I mean, not that it's ever easy to recruit, but I mean, you are going to be yeah. looking at several years of really successful tight ends. You can have a couple in the NFL. That that should be a position that you got a, a couple of top targets looking for you. Yeah, and I don't want to worry right. fans here at the end of the show, but T.J. Hawkinson also will be draft eligible. I mean, this is his third year in the program, and I think he. Uh, I was I was looking really hard at the Big Ten these last couple of days. These two these might be the two best 
tight ends in the Big Ten. I don't think Hawkinson's getting. What are you getting, saying, Chad? I don't think Hawkinson's they're getting nearly enough credit. Uh, I just think that they're both going to have very, very high ceilings this year. You just let us have a senior year with Hawkinson, okay? You just—he's a sophomore. Just relax back there, all right? <laughs> Not going anywhere for a little while. He's still got a dozen touchdowns to catch in a Hawkeye uniform. Chad likes to go relax. <laughs> Only a dozen? A year? A dozen oh, okay, a year? Okay. Uh, I liked the uh, the stuff you said about Makai Sargent. Uh, that's not a guy that we had really talked about as being a, right. a potential player in that backfield. Man, he really talks like that's a kid that has shown them the skills that they wanted to see uh, to be an impact player. That could be that could be a cool one. All right, yeah. that'd be yeah. a big help. Yep. Yeah. Chad, yep. thanks for setting up another fun one, man. Good to have you back. We always joke about how the show's mm-hmm. much better without you. It really wasn't. <laughs> Mark and I really struggled, man. It was. Uh, I heard phone troubles. Well, and, oh my Mark goodness. doesn't even know we had those you guys same. Even know how to do a show. We even had those same problems tonight, but now we're just <laughs> it, it, we we're masters of our own <laughs> chaos now. So, Mark, thanks so much, man. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, Thank okay, you, buddy? Yep. Mitch Widmar, thanks so much, dude, for coming in the last couple of days, hanging out with us for Hawk Central. I really appreciate your talents and your time, man. Thank, Thank you. you. And Chad. Same to you, dude. Good to see you again. Go watch some yeah. dirt racing. That's right. Set up another fun show for us next Wednesday. We'll recap Big Tens. That'll be a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot to get to. A lot of words coming to you on Hawk Central from Chad and Mark over the next five, six days. We'll chat with you tomorrow here on 1460 KXNO.